It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, how we doing? It's Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sam Ekstrom on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, zone coverage beat writer for the Minnesota Vikings, your host of the program. And today I thought we would go behind the curtain, go behind enemy lines. And I use the word enemy politely and kindly because I like Deuce Windham. I like the guy we had on the show last week. He's a likable fellow. And I thought to myself, well, let's get some of the sounds of sorrow from the New Orleans side. Let's play a clip of a New Orleans day after podcast and see what the emotions are. I guess myself expecting a little more sadness, but that's not what I heard from the Saints side. Actually very collected, very cool, very poised, and very complimentary of not only the New Orleans Saints, but the Minnesota Vikings a positive outlook on this devastating loss, which I'm not sure the, that Vikings fans or local Vikings podcasts would have been uh, able to produce had Minnesota lost on Sunday. Here's what it sounded like on Houdat Confessional, one of the top Saints podcasts hosted by Deuce Windham. Yeah, Todd saying that it's the 2011 divisional game with the 49ers all over again. I honestly wouldn't go that far because I think – and I know some of y'all disagree with me. I thought that the Saints were way better than the 49ers team that they lost to. This Vikings team is an extremely good team. So for the Saints to do what they just did is awesome. The Saints put up 24 points. The Vikings hadn't given up more than 19 at home all year long. The, the Saints stormed back, and I'm so proud that they did. I hate that Marcus Williams misses that at the end. I do. But he also brought the game back into reach for the Saints. Without him intercepting the ball in the third into the third quarter, they probably don't have enough time to re-march down the field again. That was a huge play. Great momentum shifter. I, I'm not mad. I'm really not. Let me ask this. Do you feel like we could have blitzed on that last play? I, I don't. Could you have? Sure. But did you need I to? Mean, Everything was perfect. Sec- Marcus Williams simply yeah. goes for a tackle, and he misses the tackle. That's it. I mean, everything was still right. Because if Diggs catches that and it goes to the ground, there's like four seconds left, five seconds left. Clock's going to run out. It's game over. That was yeah, just no – it was a heck of a heck of a play. And it was, he just missed it. So it's no big deal. Yeah, he missed the play. I When you say he missed the tackle, I, w- I would like to point out that he missed the hit. If he'd have went for a tackle, yeah. he would have tackled him. He went yeah, he for didn't the kill shot to try and undercut Diggs to keep it – to make it an incomplete pass. You're right. Um, and I, I think that's awareness by a rookie to know that, hey – Instead of trying to separate the man from the ball, knowing that they have zero timeouts left, all I have to do is make the tackle. All I've got to do yeah. is wrap up, come down, make up the tackle. Uh, so that that was definitely a, a rookie moment. Um, the, the Saints, again, were the, the team that had the most rookie, the snaps for most rookies. Uh, and so there's a double-edged sword to that. And yeah. we saw a bit of it today. I mean, hey, kudos to them. I think, I think when you look at it from a, a, a bigger standpoint, um, this team is 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 definitely not far off from being a dominant team, not just a good team that can beat other good teams, 
uh, but from being a dominant team. There are a few key pieces away, plus just some uh, some age yeah. from the younger players away from just being a very consistent team. I think one of the things you said uh, approaching this game was that the Vikings defense was exactly what the Saints defense should look like when it's when it's healthy. Uh, and so I see that for them in the future. They just need a couple of pieces here and there. Uh, definitely got to do something with the pass rush. Uh, there was a little yep. too much time sometimes for for uh, Keeman to be able to throw the ball. You can see it. Saints need to upgrade the pass rush in the offseason. Uh, but, man, uh, really good game. Really yeah. not not much more you can ask for after being down 17. Like, like if you look at it just from a football fan, like watching a playoff game, yeah. that's playoff football. Coming yeah. down because during the regular season, if you go down seventeen to nothing and there's like three minutes left in the third, that team's losing. They're not coming back. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Playoff football, it happens. I mean, the, the Saints had it and they did. They lost it, but you gotta get credit to the Vikings too. You, we we can't act like the Vikings aren't a really good team. They are, and the Saints what they were able to manage to do offensively was great. I think this young team. I saw one of the commenters minute. They're gonna have a chip on their shoulder coming into next year. These guys like Lattimore and Williams. They're going to be ready. And I'm really excited not to get ahead of ourselves, the infusion of talent that we hopefully will have this year in free agency in the draft. But, whew, man, I want to give a shout-out, too, to Michael Thomas. Everybody, he we, we heard out. we heard all week, roads closed. Ain't nothing going to happen. Michael Thomas had his way mostly all game long against Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, he took a – listen, he took a detour. Um, <laughs> to get to get through those closed roads, but man, Thomas ended up having two TDs. Uh, Kamara had the big catch in the end zone. There's some young talent to work with on both sides of the field, man. It, it you just you hate to see it end like that. But again, after after the collective who that nation's uh, the face of who that nation at one point was just kind of like yeah, and, and by the third quarter, so for the game to end like that, I mean. We could sit here and make th- this could easily end up being if we allowed it to one of the most depressing episodes uh, based on how the the game was. Won. But I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Man, I don't think we could yeah. allow that. Like, well, it's, I, I, let me let me just hear from this. Center. I understand the loss is big, so there, there's a lot of fans are upset, and rightly yes. so. But if you look at this season in terms of what everybody expected, even me, and I, I'm a pretty optimistic guy, and all my film studies and all my research, I said this was a nine win team. That's what I said it was going to be. They won 11 games. They won a playoff game. They just took who, to me, is the best team left in the NFC. I thought the Vikings were better than the Saints. I've said that before on the show. And they almost literally seconds left. They came back. And you look at this team, how they're composed. They're built to do this for the next couple of years and hopefully do right. better. I mean, so right. I don't want this episode to be a depressing episode because they've already done better than we expected. They made it farther right. than any other team in the NFC South. They won the division. And they picked up four guys minimum who should be on this team and, and be producing for the next three or four years at a minimum. So I, I, I'm happy. I hate the way that it lost. I mean, Marcus Williams, when the emotion cools down, because the worst thing that a coach can do right now is go in the locker room and chew out Marcus Williams. That's the worst thing right. that you can do. You'll ruin his confidence for a very long time. But when all the emotions subside, when Aaron Glenn and Dennis Allen talk to him, I bet you he doesn't make that type of mistake later he's going to wrap up and he's going another thing he did he put his head down if your head's up you don't miss like that you at least see what you're looking at yeah so yeah, i mean but was, it, it's a, a rookie player. i mean a rookie yeah, made yeah. a rookie mistake and it mistake. cost you the game and the, the crazy thing about all this is is rookies are what carried this team to the playoffs right and rookie is what cost it for you 
I, I'm not mad. I'm really excited what the New Orleans Saints are going to do. I got to wish Minnesota luck moving forward. But, yeah, horribly uh, gut-wrenching, crazy, intense game. But, yeah. Yeah, Moving. man. It, <laughs> More to talk about. Man, I, I had everything. Like, I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning with a conviction. I had the article already written out. Yeah. Uh, Saints escaped the U.S. US Bank Stadium with the heist boot game. I had everything written out and already prepared and was sitting at the table ready to, to click enter with 10 seconds left, ready to submit. Yeah, I mean, what a lovely game, man. I, I just I can't be well, look, for Tiffany, once I'm not upset. Tiffany's hit me with a great comment. She said it, we just swallowed a po' boy with swollen tonsils. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds rough. Ooh, look, that was dry. <laughs> yeah, that was. And I saw Thane earlier. I want to get to Thane's question because I, I tried to get to him, but we skipped over. Thane asked, how do you not drop back eight and only rush three in the situation? My answer to that is the Saints had great coverage on the play. Williams, <laughs> Marcus just made a horrible play. Let's I mean, it, it happens. It, you, you can ask a lot of what ifs, but in the end, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen are great receivers in this league right now. That's how they're performing. That's what beats and they you. they both made key plays and they, like they consistent. They they weren't they weren't necessarily the the blowing things out of the uh, out of the arena like they did the first game. Kudos to secondary for stepping up, but they consistently made plays that kept the Vikings in the game. Uh, none bigger than the one Thielen made. Um, on on Marcus on Marshawn Lattimore um, for the big catch. I mean, they they did that consistently for the, the entire game, and so for it to come down to that, and for it to be Diggs that made the play. I mean, if you're the Vikings, who else are you expecting somebody to make a play that you you've got this talented team? So it's pretty fitting that it would be one of your playmakers on the team that ends up making the play, and he did. I mean, uh, Saints just they they couldn't make one more play. But again, as you said, it's. You live by the rookie, you die by the rookie. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. And now how about the sounds of victory? The sounds from somebody who was on the field, his name's Adam Thielen. He didn't make the play, but he watched the play. If you're wondering where Thielen was immediately after the touchdown, he did the first radio interview. Ben Lieber, the Vikings sideline analyst, caught Thielen on the field immediately after the game. And it's funny to listen to because Lieber was more excited than Thielen was. Lieber was fired up. I think he felt certainly a personal sense of redemption 
after the Saints loss eight years ago. Lieber had a pass interference phantom penalty in overtime of that game. And he was more pumped than Thielen, who again, Mr. Calm. This was Thielen in the locker room at Winter Park yesterday, sort of in page-turning mode as he started putting the Saints behind him and started looking ahead to the Eagles. Yeah, I'll, I'll start looking at Philadelphia today, but uh, I've been able to watch some of their games in the primetime games and, and, and when they played on Saturday. So i um, seen a little bit, but definitely have to uh, deep dive here in the next couple of days. You impressed with their defense? Yeah, very impressed with their defense. They, they play fly around. Uh, they're always in the right spot, and uh, they have some really good players, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl caliber players that uh, can make it tough on us. Adam, in terms of just the euphoric aspect of winning the game, do you kind of try to put that behind you, or do you try to use that as a crest of emotion heading into Philly? No, let's put it behind us. Yeah, uh, move on. Um, yeah, we're, we're pretty much we're done with that now. We watched the film, uh, a lot of things that we, we can learn from, and now just uh, on to Philadelphia. But you don't think his momentum it can kind of build and help no, him anyway? No. What was the mood when you came in the building this morning for a lift or whatever you had? Like, what was the vibe around it? Yeah, it was a good vibe. Obviously, uh, anytime you get a win in this league, whether it's regular season or playoffs, um, uh, it's a good, good feeling. A lot of smiles and a lot of excitement. So um, we're gonna, we're gonna feed off that energy for sure. But at the same time, we, we know how tough, we know how tough this game is gonna be. And we, we know we have to get back to work. So um, there's a lot of guys that were just ready to get back to work. Honestly, you grew up as a Vikings fan. This franchise kind of been defined by things going wrong in those big moments. To have a moment like that, have you grasped kind of the magnitude of that for the fan base and the people? Um, I don't think I have grasped it. You know, just uh, honestly, uh, I don't know. I think we'll be able to reflect on that when once the season's over. But uh, right now, we're just excited for this next opportunity, and uh, I think we're just trying to move on as fast as possible so we can, um, you know, prepare as, as well as possible. What was your night kind of last night? How much did you celebrate and, and whatever? I know you're not a super celebrating guy, but what, what was it like just after the victory? How many hours? Of honestly, that, uh, that that game took a lot out of me, so I was ready just to go lay down. And, and not move and uh, hang out with the family. So uh, that's what I did. Uh, like I said, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep, but uh, just kind of laid in bed and, and thought about the game and all that. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I enjoy uh, spending time with family and relaxing. Adam, Stefan said in, in the huddle, Case was like, I'm going to give one of you guys a chance. And that's what it is. All year long, Case is the one, it doesn't matter how many seconds are left on the clock, he's going to give you a chance. What can you say about him that even in that pressure, he was thinking that way? Yeah, no, it's really cool. It's, it's great to have a guy that uh, has trust in us as receivers and, and knows that if he does give us a chance, we're going to make our best effort to make a play. Um, I, I don't think that was just because it was a last second thing. Um, I think uh, he does that a lot in games where he just throws it up. Uh, he knows that we're going to either come down with it or, or break it up. And, um, and we got to continue to make those plays for him to, to continue to build that trust. Jeremiah was just saying they talked about it today. And Case goes, I don't even remember what I said in the huddle. He said, you said to give us a chance. He's like, it's just so instinctive for him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, at that time of the game, he's a smart football player. He knows that uh, he got to make a play. And, and uh, you know, that's our only opportunity to win the game. So, um, you know, he just does a great job of, of sticking with the game plan and, and uh, not changing. Um, based on what happens throughout the game, just keep continuing to play and, and fight, and, and we feed off that as uh, as offensive players. How many times you watch the replay? Uh, hundreds. Hundreds? <laughs> yeah. So what, were you just going over it on your uh, No, I mean, people, people tweeting at you and Instagram and just uh, Facebook, you know, you're seeing all people's posts. Uh, uh, the Vikings uh, fans were pretty excited about that one, as, as were we. So um, I've seen that play quite a bit. And I, and I have a feeling that we're going to be seeing that play for a long time. 
what's the best name you've heard for it? I mean, there's a lot floating <laughs> out there right now. Is there something that's being called in this locker room? No, we honestly no, we don't talk about that. Um, we just uh, we just still can't believe it in the locker room. Honestly, just uh, uh, I woke up this morning and made sure that uh, it wasn't a dream and, <laughs> and make sure it was it was a real deal. But uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Is it a little tougher to turn the page today compared to other Mondays? No, I don't think so. I think uh, I think guys came in here ready to ready to go to work. And, uh, and and try to get over this as quickly as possible. Um, I think it took a little bit longer uh, yesterday to, to probably get over it, but uh, um, but no, today I think guys, like I said, are, are ready. And we know we know how tough this game is going to be for us, and, and we know that we still have a long ways to go. So um, we're going to go and, and prepare uh, like we do every week. Hey, Adam, how do you think this game to go up, catch a pass in that situation and not just go out of bounds? Yeah, difficult. That's why uh, I'm glad uh, the situation came out of Diggs because he's uh, one of the best in the business at, um, you know, catch and run and uh, making great decisions. So um, obviously he knew that he could he could take it all the way and and if he if he couldn't have then he would have got out of bounds. But um, like I said, when when you have a uh, the game on the line, uh, you want the ball in, in the best player in your team's hands and and that's what we did. When you guys break the huddle, what's the best case scenario in your head for what's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, I think kind of what Case said. You know, uh, best case for us as receivers is, is for Case to give us a chance, and then uh, for us to go up and make a play. Um, and, and like I said, when when we go when we break that hole, we know that uh, if we get open or, or if we uh, you know give him some space, uh, he's gonna let us uh, make a play. But are you thinking let's get 20 yards and try to kick a long field goal? Yeah, I mean, obviously that was kind of the goal is uh, catch the ball, get out of bounds as fast as possible and, and kick a long field goal. And, and really after uh, Diggs caught that first pass to start the drive, um, I think I think everybody in the huddle was like, all right, we really got a chance now uh, to get a field goal. So uh, I didn't uh, imagine it playing out the way it did, but I'm glad it did. You're one win away from the Super Bowl. What, if anything, gives you confidence that you guys are equipped to get this done? Um, honestly, uh, I think just uh, you know taking everything we've learned throughout the season and, and try to apply it to this game. Um, all we're worried about right now is this game, and we know how important it is. Uh, we know how tough of a team this is and how well coached they are and how many good players they have. So uh, we got a lot of work to do. Well, as much as it pains me, we have to start moving on from New Orleans. we got to start looking ahead to Philadelphia, much like Adam Thielen is. And tomorrow with Sage Rosenfels, we will have Eagles Nuggets, some thoughts on Nick Foles, and plenty more on Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners. This is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.